Welcome back to Cincy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. Uh, hopefully you guys know how this goes because um, this is going to be a different one. So typically, the show takes you behind the scenes in tap rooms, bars, bottle shops, or anywhere else that you'd expect to find the owners, the brewers, the drinkers of Cincinnati Craft Beer. I pride myself in creating a show that kind of takes you behind the curtain of all of this stuff that we all love so much. Um, to give you kind of a, a, well, to give you a peek, you know, kind of the stuff that makes it all, all work, but well, alas, this is a strange week. We're quarantined in my house and I had to cancel a bunch of the stuff that I already had on the calendar, um, which means that when you couple that up with the hectic nature of my life in general, you know, it's uh, my life is blessed. Don't get me wrong. I've got two wonderful kids, a wife, full-time job, all of this. I can't complain, but it makes it really hard to get anything done in any real sense of the word. So that's where we're at. And you get me solo in studio. <laughs> that's it. But, but that doesn't mean that we can't have fun because we will have fun. Um, as I mentioned, I've been locked up in quarantine with three non beer geeks. Um, I have a lot of stuff on my mind that I want to talk about. So let's get some stuff off my chest and we'll talk about it all because it's been a, uh, a big week for, for beer, especially here in, uh, in well everywhere, but here in Cincinnati. So, um, we have plenty of things to talk about first, you know how it goes from the beer fridge. Let's, uh, let's drink a beer. So, I uh, I dug into um, not necessarily the beer cellar, but the uh, the fridge that just happens to end up cellaring some things because they sit in there for a while, and pulled out a big barrel aged beer. This is from Fretboard. This is from their Reggae series, which is their series of barrel aged Imperial Stouts. Uh, this one's Cool Meditation. It's an Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with chocolate, peanut butter and natural flavors. Uh, the natural flavors, I assume, are the peanut butter because you can't just add peanut butter into a beer and expect it to uh, <laughs> to not just <laughs> turn into a little blob that sinks to the bottom. But, whoops. Um, you can hear it pouring, I guess. You can smell the peanut butter as soon as you open it, as soon as you really start pouring it into the glass. Uh, nothing surprising about the way the spear looks. It's dark. Uh, you cannot see through it at all. I don't have a good light that I can hold it in front of to be sure of that, but you can't see through it at all. Uh, big foamy tan head on top. It's an Imperial stout guys. You, you, know, you shouldn't be too surprised. And yeah, aromas are uh, peanut butter or peanuts more specifically. It's a uh, kind of a, a roastiness, but in a, nutty sort of way. <laughs> mm. And it's it's awesome. Tastes good. It is big, bold, but the peanut butter kind of and the chocolate, I guess, kind of lends a sweetness that kind of balances out the um big kind of nature of the beer. So it's not overwhelming. It actually drinks way easier than it probably should let's look for the abv here 12 percent. yeah it drinks way easier than it should so 
if I get uh, if I get loud and slurry by the end of the show, that is why it's because of this beer. <coughs> Sorry, um, but the the beer itself does kind of bring us to the topic at hand: um, barrel aged imperial stouts. You, you guys know where I'm going with this, right? You saw the title. You know what week this is uh, being recorded on. You know where this is kind of dropping in the timeline of um, beer. It brings us to Bourbon County Brand Stout. No, I'm, I'm not going to drink it on this show, though we, we could. Um, if you go back to Volume 1, Episode 43, we did drink it on the show. Uh, but this week, I would much, much, much rather just keep drinking local beer Why I try to understand a few things about Bourbon County Brand Stout and why its release happens the way it does every year, why it is still as popular as it is, why people still line up for this beer. It, it absolutely blows my mind every single year. It still happens and I can't really kind of wrap my head around it. So uh, part of this is just me rambling, trying to understand in my head why things are the way they are. We know that this beer, not this beer that I'm drinking, we know that Bourbon County Brand Stout isn't craft beer. It's not a secret anymore. AB InBev owns Goose Island. They've owned them for a long time at this point. We all know that as craft beer drinkers, yet we still, we, and I, I, I say the collective we, I know that some of you don't. I don't personally, but we as craft beer drinkers line up every single year to spend money on a release that as far as I can tell, isn't any better than some of the stuff that you can buy right down the street from your own house, assuming you live here in Cincinnati, where there is a brewery close to you that is making something that is phenomenal. I mean, and we'll get to that in a minute of some of the stuff that's been released this week that fits that category. But I'm not saying that Bourbon County Brand Stout is bad because it isn't. You know, it's a it's a, it's a great beer. I've I've tasted it a, you know a few times. We'll say a handful of times, and I've been happy with it every single time. So you shouldn't be ashamed of drinking the beer. You probably shouldn't be ashamed of buying the beer. And I certainly won't shit on anybody for buying it. I mean, if I don't if I don't shit on somebody for buying a case of Bud Light and sitting and drinking it while they're watching another abysmal Bengals game on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> if I don't shit on you for that, I'm certainly not going to shit on you for buying bourbon candy brown stout, but I think you can do better. I don't fault you, but you can do better. Um, it brings the big question back up of, of why are people doing this? Why, why are folks still lining up year after year after year? Uh, it's the same people, you know, especially this year. If you look at 2020, it's the same people that back in October were reminding you to shop local and support your local breweries. Uh, you know, our local breweries, if you look at what's happening, you know, they're all nervous, stressed, terrified, some combination of any kind of uh, negative term there. <laughs> it's our local breweries are suffering right now. It's, and that's, it's not funny, but then, you, you've got these craft beer fans that are really quick to, to tell you that. And then in November line up and spend money on Berman County brand stout. Some of the places that we call Cincinnati tap rooms are not going to exist this time next year, or if they do, they, they won't be owned by the same people that, you know, that own them today. It's not going to look the same. And yet 
<laughs> we, the collective we, again, are downright excited to line up and spend $100 to snag some bottles of beer that are, it's made in Chicago by a big multinational conglomeration. It's just, it's, it's strange to me. Again, I don't fault you. I get it. The beer is tasty. But it doesn't make sense to me. I just can't wrap my head around it. I mean, just listen to the list. You know, these are local releases that you could have, or maybe you did, spent your money on instead of Bourbon County Brand Stout. You've got, obviously, Dark Charge. Dark Charge Day is, in de- is December. It's next weekend when I'm recording this. Um, but the sale is just happened. And for Black Friday, um, Braxton let loose some of the, uh, a little bit of, um, I, well, not backstock, a little bit of the overflow stuff that was going to be um, available at the event, but the event doesn't exist the same way that they thought it was going to, hopefully. Um, so they, they on Black Friday, they uh, let loose um, a little bit extra of the uh, the bottles. So you could have shopped on Black Friday for, for Dark Charge, which there's an incredible lineup of Dark Charge this year. You've got the base, you've got Affogato, Affogato, uh, which is kind of coffee, vanilla. You've got a double barrel peach brandy, a double mole. You've got the breakfast box, which looks like a box of cereal. It is a box of cereal, but not cereal. It's a breakfast box with blueberry muffins, cinnamon roll, and maple breakfast, and a prize in it like a cereal box. And they've got opera cream with Papa's candy. I mean, <laughs> you guys, that's an incredible release. And yet people are lined up for Bourbon County brand stout. Some of those people didn't buy dark charge. It's strange to me. Then you've got family tradition. This is the first time Saunders has released this beer, but if you've tasted any of their barrel aged stuff that they've put out so far, you know that these beers are going to be top notch. They've got the Willet rye barrel, uh, French Ruby port barrels, macadamia family tradition, cinnamon and habanero, uh, family tradition, and then bananas foster. I mean, come on yet. Some of those people that maybe bought Dark Charge and then bought Bourbon County Brown Stout didn't buy Family Tradition or flip any of those around. It just doesn't make sense to me. Listerman did four different barrel-aged pastry stouts and then a, a New England too, which you know doesn't fit into the theme here, but it's still a part of the release. Brink did two different barley wines, uh, Kelly's Candy. Third Eye released their first ever bottle, their Dark Aura uh, peanut butter uh, Imperial Stout, kind of similar on, you know, the theme to this cool meditation that I'm drinking. High Grain did their Imperial Stout, the Mald Eagle, which is one of the best names for a uh, Imperial Stout. I mean, even Dayton, you know, Branch and Bone did a Milk Stout release just, you know, a month or two ago. Rheingeist released a bunch of barrel-aged inks. Uh, Fig Leaf did Black Solstice. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and these are all fantastic beers some of them i think and you guys can tell me that i'm wrong feel free to um, reach out on social media and do that but some of these beers are better than bourbon county brand stout in my opinion they're delicious they're amazing well-crafted beers that some and i'm you know if you're listening to the show maybe you don't fall into that category but there are some people that are ignoring all of this stuff and yet lining up to go find their Goose Island 
variants. I mean, come on, guys. What are we doing here? What 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 are we doing? Um, it just I just can't wrap my head around it. Uh, Bourbon County Brand Stout was first brewed in the nineties. Uh, it was released for the first time on Black Friday in 2010. It's become a tradition. I, 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 I get it. People go out. They hunt for their bottles. They share them on holidays. Uh, I, I get that. I do the same thing with, with plenty of those beers that I listed above. Um, you know, with the, uh, the family tradition, I will. Uh, Dark Charge, we do every single year. We, we, you know, we love it. You know, it's, it's fun, and I, I get that side of it. Um, I can certainly respect the beer. Uh, the, it was first, you know, released at a time when barrel aging beer was, was, was a novel idea. The idea of a release holiday, I'm making air quotes, was, was new. I, I get that. Uh, it was hard to find. It was fun. It all makes sense. But <laughs> you, you take all of that and couple it up with the rise of the AB InBev driven Goose Island machine it means it's not hard to find anymore. You can walk into any grocery store, gas station, and you can you can pick it up there. So the the scarcity of it, the the quest of going out and trying to to find it isn't it, it isn't what it used to be. It's not that's not it. It's not the quest anymore. I mean, you just go get it. <laughs> I I just can't wrap my head around it. The real rarity with bourbon county brand stout is just the idea that it somehow has maintained the hype that it carried 10 years ago in a world where hype behind beer is a really difficult thing to generate there are amazing breweries that are trying to figure out that 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 mystery of creating hype behind a release and yet this beer still maintains it I'm fascinated. I am just absolutely fascinated by it. Again, please, please, please hit me up on social media. Tell me why you still line up for this beer. Tell me why you hunt for these bottles. And what can our local breweries learn from this release every year? Because clearly there is something that I'm not seeing about it that other people do. In the meantime, go buy local beer. Go get online. That's, that's the thing about this year's release. It was easy to buy any of these beers that you wanted to. Most of them, you could just roll out of bed. You didn't even have to roll out of bed. You could just kind of sit up, grab your phone, log onto their website, click a couple buttons and, and buy the beer and then go pick it up. You don't have to line up. You didn't have to get there at, you know, pre-dawn in the cold in the rain in the snow i mean <laughs> you just you just click a button and the beer is right there and then you just pick it up i mean it was easy to do and it is easy to do so do it and uh you know support those places that you want to be around in a year in 10 years in 20 years you know and maybe some of these local releases will replace the uh, the machine of Bourbon County Brand Stout because they deserve to, because they are amazing beers. I think that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> I'm sorry for the rant. I hope you guys uh, appreciate it a little bit on your uh, your work week. Um, 
like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm quarantined for, uh, another, what, another week, I think. Um, then I'll be back out into the world. So this show is, is strange. Next show is still strange, but it won't be quite as strange. I will have a guest with me, so we'll have something to talk about. Um, lots of, you know, fun pandemic discussion, but, uh, we will get back to normal. We have, um, some fun episodes tentative right now. Um, the week following that, hopefully we'll talk about big sis a little bit. If that show comes through still the way it's supposed to, um, I have a Christmas beer show scheduled, uh, hopefully right before Christmas. Hopefully I can get that knocked out in time. Um, we'll do something for, for new year's, um, not a boring, my new year's beer resolutions, but something similar to that. <laughs> um, so we're getting, we're getting to that time of year where, um, <laughs> my already chaotic life gets an extra little sprinkle of chaos because of the holidays, but, um, we'll get through it. Uh, we have, uh, 16 lots was scheduled, um, for last week. And that didn't happen. Actually, we were supposed to be listening to it today, I guess. I guess that was what this show was supposed to be. Um, that is coming hopefully soon. I don't have a date on it yet, but there's lots of fun stuff coming. There's always fun things happening in Cincinnati beer. And you know that I'm always desperately trying to uh, to keep up with it. So... If you don't already follow the show on social media, do that, Cincy Brewcast and all your favorite uh, spots. Um, even better, just follow the Gnarly Gnome because if it's Cincy Brewcast news, I usually post it to the Gnome too. So follow the Gnarly Gnome on social media, especially, 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 especially YouTube. That is, um, I'm obsessed with YouTube right now. Uh, not, so Prost episodes, kind of a tasting show. That happens every week. There's a live uh, stream called the weekly pint on uh, Monday nights that goes to YouTube. And then the episode stays on YouTube and there's a vlog, which is kind of sporadic. And then, um, maybe has, as we get into, um, next year and get into some more normalcy in in scheduling and my kid gets, uh, the youngest at least grows up a little bit <laughs> and isn't uh, such a, a, a needy little, uh, potato. That's kind of what he's like right now. Just a little potato that rolls around. Once he gets a little better, then uh, it'll free up a little bit of time to create some of the other stuff that uh, is in my head, but it's coming. If you want to support the show because support helps make it happen, uh, go to the gnarly slash support, or you can also go to the gnarly slash shop. And there's all kinds of really cool stuff on there. So there's lots of stuff. I just told you 400 things to do and, um, yeah, hopefully you'll pick one of them and do it. So we'll be back next week. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for listening to my bourbon County brand stout rant. Um, if you drink it, don't, don't feel bad. It's, it's a, it's a damn good beer. So (laughs) I'm not, I'm not shitting on anybody for drinking the beer that needs to be clear. I just don't understand. I just can't figure it out. Can somebody please just help me figure it out? That's all I'm asking. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I can already anticipate the grumpy messages coming in. You just don't understand, Gnome. It's good beer. If it's good, I'm going to drink it. 
I do understand that. Just saying, there's also good stuff that's from here that helps your friends, your neighbors. <laughs> this is Cincy Burcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>